Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to another episode of the Sour Graps NXT After Party Post Show Deal uh, 2.0. Uh, with me, as always, is Kate Hensler. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. We have a lot of things to talk about tonight, Kate. We sure do. <laughs> Do you, I don't even know how we go about them naming one of their top stars after a famous Nazi, but do we start with that? Do oh, you wanna, we, should, we should probably hold off on that Do you want to save it for the main event? Oh, I think I might want to save it for later. Oh, just, I just, I love, I love, it's, it's like, it's like Christmas Eve when you're a little kid and you just know there's an awesome present under the tree and you can't wait to open it. Oh, getting to talk about how Vince decided to name one of his top heels after a Nazi, an actual Nazi. Oh, I can't wait to open that present. That's going to be so much fun. Did they learn nothing from when they named a women's sorority after a porn site? Remember the submission sorority or no, whatever? Apparently, uh, apparently they don't have the Google at they the WWE the headquarters. They don't have the they don't have the Google. They don't have the Bing. They don't have the Ask Jeeves. They don't have any of those wonderful search sites where you could just say, hey, before we trademark this name, let's Google it and see if anybody famous shows up, you know, who might have, you know, been a Nazi. Can but you anyway. imagine, like, the trademark guy, what must have been going through his head when they went to trademark it? Like, whoever saw that must have either been terribly offended or in absolute stitches. <laughs> or both. Possibly both. I don't know. Oh. Guys, get in your super chats. Yeah, get in please. your humper chats. Leave a thumbs Tonight's up on this video. One. Subscribe to Fightful Select because, my God, you're going to want to see the sour graphs outside of this for yeah. sure. And yeah. Sean is constantly breaking contract news. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like about Cody Rhodes being a free agent and working AEW uh, without a contract currently. So make sure you head over there and subscribe. Oh boy, what a barn burner. Nazi aside, which is an insane thing to say. It's a thing, thing to have to say. It's an insane thing to say. There were, this was a Stefan episode. Save Malcolm Bivens, who is has no business making this much sense in a world that otherwise makes no sense. I feel like he had another banner night for what he does and for what the diamond mine does. I thought it was a very good night as well. Um, man, I don't know. 
Should we start at the very beginning? A very let's, good let's, place to start. Let's let's start let's start at the beginning. Uh, we'll start with our with our first uh, uh, super chat humper chat from J.W. Pringle. Continuing the saga, uh, no Paul Hensler who says uh, uh, happy Graps Arrow Graps night and of course hi to Mr. Pringle. Um, My dad still undefeated. He's not a wrestler, but he has mm -hmm. not lost a wrestling match more than I can say for MJF. Right. Uh, and uh, Glenny Kodra says, first time watching you guys. Cannot wait. You picked a banner evening to join us, Glenny. <laughs> you sure did. And there's so many voices oh. you're not going to understand. Bear oh. with us. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. A, there's a lot of inside jokes, but I feel like they're funny anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, so, uh, wow. Um, what happened at the end of uh, NXT last week, Kate? Do you remember the main event? Oh God, and how how we went I off do. the air last week on NXT? I know exactly. Um, oh no! They did Why a pretty, 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 pretty terrible job. Considering all the build up to it, they did a pretty terrible job. Of 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 making that feel important going out of the evening. What happened at the end of NXT last week? Oh, LA was Knight. Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles after weeks and weeks of buildup, and they flew Grayson Waller out to Raw twice, then had AJ come down to end, uh, Orlando and uh, give Grayson Waller his best match ever, which is par for the course with AJ Styles, of course. But um, then AJ beat him. Um, and yeah, then he was like, dummy. but but that's not all. Here is my friend LA Knight, even though I checked they were never in uh impact at the same time, so I don't know how they know each other. Um, but here's my friend LA Knight, uh, to beat the dog piss out of you to go off the air to a huge ovation from the crowd. He's really over as a face. He really is, um, hugely over. Gosh, you know, it seems like there's a lot of places for an over face on the other shows and he's kind of wasted down here but oh well we'll we'll see what happens there um he he destroyed grayson waller he just did. ruined him and when i say ruined him i mean it starts out the night with la Knight pulling up his mazda miata and he says uh you can keep the car there uh, i won't be long and he strides into the thing and he says uh hey everybody Everybody's awesome because I'm awesome and I'm LA Knight. And he walks down and he does his promo and the crowd's yaying along with him. Yeah. Um, and Why uh, wouldn't yeah. You? Yeah, um, dummy. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's cutting it for a promo. He says, uh, hey, Grayson Waller, come on out here. Bring your scrawny ass down to the ring so I can kick it again. Uh, and then he's like, I'm going to turn my back because I know that's the only way you'll come down here is if you got an advantage on me. And so then Grayson Waller does come out and he's dressed to wrestle. But he says, but I won't be getting in the ring with you, sir, uh, because I've got a restraining order, which makes him look even better. Like, I hold, I know the whole point of, of him as a heel is to get booed, to be annoying, but, like, you've made him an utterly inconsequential heel? Like, a heel who calls his shots, who picks a fight with AJ Styles uh, vociferously on two different shows over and over again and then loses anyway and then gets his ass kicked by a different guy and then has to get a restraining order out on that guy like that guy looks like the biggest loser that ever lost a loss and and i don't understand why we're supposed to like feel anything about this guy but 
to their credit, apparently uh, NXT crowds still want him to see him get his ass kicked forever and ever. Amen. What I don't like about this, other than the everything, is <laughs> I don't like that sometimes assault is allowed and then other times it's a punishable offense by law. Yeah, that's true. Like the NXT parking lot, everybody got assaulted, nobody went to jail. There was a kidnapping. I'm sorry. Uh, there was Harland didn't face any legal action for uh throwing brian kendrick sorry the brian kendrick down these stairs uh so i i just don't you know it's another inconsistency and i hate it <laughs> and yes. it's a lame one yes um so and anyway that's partly on him because there's heels that would make that work the winless mjf would make that work uh, yeah i guess but anyway he says, you're not allowed to come within 50 feet of me or you'll be arrested immediately, um, which I don't, it's not how being arrested works, but OK. Um, but he says, uh, but anyway, he says, well, you may have got he he, he serves papers to to to, he to, does. to, to Eli Drake. Because really, it's now he's Eli Drake. He's no he longer Eli L.A. Drake? Night. He's Eli he really Drake is. now. He really is. <laughs> So Eli Drake is like looking over the papers and everyone's like, rip it up. Or actually, they're saying, rip that shit. Rip that shit. And he's like, I have something, something better. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny. But also, like, somebody says, who, what can we say about Grayson Waller? And somebody in the front row goes, he's a pussy. He's like, you're not lying. And he just keeps on walking through his... See, he's great. He's really, really he good is. at this. I um, like him as a face a lot better too. Like I, and I think he's yeah, he can do both, but this is he's got the audience in the palm of his hands. And so uh he he says, Well, you may have a restraining order against me, but you don't have one against him. And like I I did did he and Dexter plan this? Because that's a really weird thing. Because he just showed up. I don't know if he was like texting with Dexter, but he wasn't he wasn't talking to Dexter on the phone because Dexter doesn't talk, but maybe he was texting with Dexter. Maybe Dexter was sending him uh, screenshots of elaborate drawings that he had made, and they were going back and forth that way with like, like Eli Drake doing like etch a sketch stuff, and then taking a picture of that and sending it on his phone. I'm not sure how they were communicating back and forth, but the whole thing had to have been set up ahead of time for him to be like, "You may have a straining order on me, buddy. Yeah, but you don't have one on him." And 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 then Dexter Loomis's music plays. And Grayson Waller turns around and walks up the ramp, ready to fight Dexter Loomis. But Dexter Loomis crawls out on his knuckles from underneath the uh, uh, the, the, the the ring, which I thought was actually a pretty cool shot. And uh, did did Eli know that Dexter was under the ring? Like the whole thing had to have been a giant setup. Also, why isn't there a restraining order against the serial killer? <laughs> well, be because uh, because honestly, um, uh, Grayson Waller. Uh, um, if you get paid more for victories than for losses, he probably doesn't have the money to hire lawyers to do two restraining orders. So he had to pick one. And he forgot about the fact that he hit Dexter Lumis with one chair shot to the back, this which injured him for weeks. It's not a place that rewards you winning with more money. There's no way that's true. <laughs> they I don't mean, care enough. They're supposed to. Supp supposed to the winner's purse is dead in nxt man the wins don't matter so how can you assign value to them financially i'm not uh, buying it i don't know yeah anyway. dummy not buying it 
Anyway, LA Knight so, is over huge, and that makes me really that makes me really happy. Yes. Sincerely, like I think this is back to Eli Drake, uh, and, and I like it. And this is the second week in a row, though, that I feel like there's been these kind of forced chants where mm-hmm. guys who have one clear side are getting dual chants, and I don't love that because it feels very much like a Nickelodeon show or something. Yeah, that's per- that's that's yeah 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 <laughs> um i could do it all day and i will yeah yeah um, dummy uh but uh dexter Lumis attacks him grayson's able to get away from him and he's caught in the middle um so so eli drake says well you got to pick one either you get in this ring either you like void this this restraining order which i feel like you can't just which do i'm giving you yeah yeah um not the police. You, know, you void this string or so I can kick your ass, or you face him. You gotta make a choice. And we go to commercial and we come back, and he's apparently picked Dexter Loomis during the break because the match has already started and there's no sign of Eli Drake anywhere. And I was like, wouldn't Eli Drake want to sit around and watch this? Because you know, he he set the whole thing up, apparently. This wasn't Dexter's idea, this was Eli Drake's idea. Wouldn't he want to stick around and watch it pay off? Oh, I forgot. He left his car double parked out in the lot, and he did. He knows it gets probably vandalized. He wanted to move the car. Uh, he couldn't find a spot because there were so many uh, broken bodies in all the in all the parking spots. He couldn't have a. So he's just driving around the parking lot for like fifteen minutes, and he couldn't get back in the building. It's the um, one part of the plan that he forgot was yeah, the, I need a valet. It's, it's the one part. Wow. Right. Well, um, this is going on. Yeah. The match itself was not as bad as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Uh, Grayson Waller can sell really well. I feel like, I feel like that's come a long way. That's about sure. the only. It was a serviceable match, but it's getting treated like a huge thing. I think pairing him with LA Knight is a good call for as long as he's down in NXT. At least, like a, an LA Knight feud makes sense because LA Knight is experienced and his he's clearly over now. And I think can help him along properly in a developmental way rather than pairing him with someone else who's as green as him. Um, Even though they did that kind of in the ring tonight. Uh, But yeah, this was, this was perfectly serviceable. Yes, it was. Um, He was able to, as they say, slither out of the silence by going between the ropes. And then, um, the other half of Indu Share, the not veer part of Indu Share showed up. We haven't seen him in a very long time. Um, it, Buster, Buster has a lot Buster, of feelings about it. Buster reacting as you should to seeing that guy again. Um, he just could not believe. Was, he just said, yeah, twice, twice in an hour of a distracted finish with somebody coming back is too yeah. much. And I agree. Yeah. He's right. And also wants yeah. food. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, this guy, he attacks uh, Loomis on the outside while the ref is distracted. Ref, ref's looking terrible throughout the entire night. Um, and uh, and then uh, Waller, like, has to. The thing about his finisher is apparently he has to get out of the ring to do it. So he gets out of the ring, and the ref literally goes, "Where are you going?" 
Oh, I sorry. I just have to back up halfway up the ramp so I can sprint toward the ring, dive through the two bottom ropes, and roll into a jumping stunner. Like that is the that is like there are a lot of like hard to set up finishers in WWE. That might be the most nonsensical. Like, hold on, I gotta get out of the ring and walk up the ramp before I can do my finisher is a dumb thing to do. But he 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 hits it on Dexter Loomis. Uh, an odd, an odd choice. Also, uh, face between uh, uh, facing um, L.A. Knight and his literal serial killer. He chose a serial right. killer, uh, but he beat him. And apparently, like from his reaction to, I guess we're calling him Garav. I'm not really sure. They didn't say anything on on the uh, on the broadcast about what his name was. But the other half of Indu Share, not Veer. I'm gonna call him not Veer not until Veer. I get a name from him from the broadcast company. From the broadcast uh, team, but not Veer was all already. That was that. That's his new muscle. That's his insurance policy. Which I, I'm a little conflicted about that too. Nothing to do with him as a wrestler, but yeah. like, if you're cocky as shit, yeah. why do you need muscle? Yep. But I guess he's Weasley, so I'm like a little bit willing to let that play out because. Heels have that could be like his Wardlow or whatever right. if they're going for this, but uh, if it's like the Grayson Waller effect and you're like, but I need that guy, that kind of sits weird for me, yes. Um, okay, so now we get LA Knight spending his time eventually putting over Grayson Waller. I mean, I, I assume that we're gonna do it with AJ Styles, so who knows, but like LA Knight could be up on the main roster right now as like what the third most important dude on SmackDown. Like they've Easily, lost yeah. it. Like Hardy's gone. McIntyre's gone. Like the, who's the, who's the actual, um, uh, who's the actual top baby face on Save that brand? Woods. But he's hurt too for now. Like it's yeah. is it Kofi who just lost to, Rid to Riddick Moss to Madcap Moss in two minutes. Oh God. Like, it's Madcap Moss the most. Like, Eli, like Eli Drake comes out and I'm, he's probably going to be LA Knight anyway, but LA Knight comes out and he cuts a, a great promo. Um, and he's like, hey, I am the new guy here. I'm better than everybody. And, and makes us like him anyway. Um, I don't know. Like immediately I like, well, just strip Shinsuke of the belt since he, he's yeah. hurt and never defended it anyway when he was healthy. Strip him of the belt, have Sami Zayn versus Eli Drake, have Eli Drake go over. Now you got a new guy on SmackDown. I don't know. Yeah, and I think, at least for, yeah, for this, um, I think it's a little different because L.A. Knight, whilst I do love him very much, he's not AJ Styles. He doesn't carry the same weight as AJ Styles. Right. So AJ Styles beating Grayson Waller still, I think, in their heads, makes Grayson Waller in a way. I think L.A. Sure. Knight has to put Grayson Waller over. I wouldn't be surprised if we see LA Knight like in the rumble and then stick around on the main roster. Uh, yeah. But I've been thinking that they were going to call him up for a while. I didn't think he was going to go to NXT at all, to be perfectly honest. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we, we, uh, <laughs> JW uh, Pringle sends something to your father that he wants me to cut as a heel promo. Hensler. How dare you be such a mensch and a wonderful human being? Your daughter seems relatively well-adjusted, and I bet you love animals too. If you people want to see a great man, 
just look at Paul Hensler. That's true. My dad is great. And all you people should know that. Yep. The undefeated Paul Hensler. God yeah. bless. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, we... Also, I didn't see what was going on in the chat, but whatever it is, let's leave the distastefulness to WWE. We don't have to bring <laughs> that into the chat. They've done enough today, so calm yeah. down. It's wrestling. There's no yeah. reason to walk yeah. any lines, so stop. Yeah. So, okay. So, we get uh, an uh, MSK promo. They're going to face Jacket Time next week. And they're, they're walked in upon by... Uh, by Legato del Fantasma. And like next week, if you even get past jacket time, um, uh, or if you even chat past jacket time, we'll be waiting for you in the second round, jerks. Uh, and and then, uh, well, hey, guys, uh, not so fast. I mean, you have to face, face Idris Enofe and Malik Blade uh, tonight. And Legato del Fantasma goes, that's just light work for us. We'll see you boys in the semifinals. And they leave. And I, I said to myself, self, if it wasn't Malik Blade and Idris Enofe, and if this wasn't Legato del Fantasma, I would swear they were playing way too hard into the whole looking past their opponents. Uh-oh, they might be due for an upset thing here. But surely, I said to myself, self, surely they wouldn't have Malik Blade and Idris Enofe go over Legato del Fantasma because Legato del Fantasma is one of the only established winning tag teams in this tournament. And Idris Enofe and Malik Blade are only in this tournament because they got their asses kicked so hard by Harland last week. That would be idiotic to put them over Legato del Fantasma, I said to myself. And we'll come back to that later. <laughs> I was going to say, I also said that to myself. So I had complete confidence that that's what they were going to do. Yeah. As um, soon as I saw the way they won last week, I was like, they're going to win this. Yeah. Because that's the only way that WWE knows how to book baby faces right now right. is dumb right. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. We got Dante Chen back. And I was wondering where Dante Chen was. Because he was prominently featured in one of the early episodes of 2.0. It was like, hey, this is a big deal. This guy's a big deal. Like, we, we have a lot of plans for him. And he had he had that one match he won really quickly against a guy who has since been released. And and uh, and he uh, then he went away. We haven't seen him since September. And there's a vignette for him. He says, uh, I had my first meeting, uh, my, first, my first win. Uh, I... I, I um I, I was the first ever Singaporean in WWE, and then I hurt my knee training, and they had what appeared to be flashback footage of like it wasn't actually video of him hurting his knee, it was produced too well. It was like 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 a, a reenactment on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Like it was an actual footage of it, but the weird thing was I thought I saw Oni Lorkin helping him from the ring. And he's no longer with the company and hasn't been for a long time. So I was like, maybe they did record it. Like they just happened to be recording it for a vignette when he heard his, his whatever. 
anyway, so he so he hurt him. He hurt his his knee, and he had to miss several months. Maybe um, that was a cell spot that they just made. Maybe I, honestly, he he shoot have no idea or hurt his knee, but that was like a a work Weird. spot or something. But anyway, uh, he says, uh, "My my dad." Uh, uh, was my biggest fan, saw me win my first match. And he was like, I want you to get healthy so I can watch you some more. Um, and uh, and he said, two months ago, I lost my dad. And I was like, well, now I'm rooting for this guy. Hey, that's weird. Like actually using like real life empathy to make a guy seem more relatable and therefore root forable. Like that, that's really good. Like do more of that. Later, they tried to do that again, but it didn't work at all. But but Dante Chen feels like a real human being and not a cartoon character um, or a horrible racist stereotype, which we'll talk yeah. about later. But this felt like, okay, Dante Chen's back. Awesome. Good for you. I can't wait to see your win tonight, buddy. They um, elicited a human emotion, which was, that was neat. They don't do that a lot on this program. Yeah. I like the Dante Chen. I don't know oh, about you, Linda, but I'm in on the Dante listen, Chen. I think listen. he's great. You can tell he's a boy who loves his family. I mean, he lost his father. That's got to be hard for a boy his age. I mean, you're just becoming a man. You want to be able to talk to your father. I don't. I don't. I don't know. This seems like a very young man, Dante Chen. You'd want to have. You want to be able to ask your father some some life advice. Uh, about Did you ever run into whatnot. that with the eight husbands? Well, I mean, no, because we never had children. Right, but none, none from the previous. Because I'm barren like the there. Dead Sea, sweetheart. <laughs> I thought maybe a, a stepchild situation. Oh yes, well, all of my all of my stepchildren were grown when I married their fathers. Fair enough. So anyway, um, no, I, I, I don't want to make too much light of this because I thought it was really great. And then they had to ruin it because they had the match with Guru Gurav Raj or whatever. And it was immediately ruined by Duke Hudson, who beat up Dante Chen. It's like, Duke Hudson is back. Don't you think Duke Hudson was gone because Duke Hudson is back? And he's ruining Dante Chen's moment. Uh, and, and, and I was like, how long has he been gone? Because it feels like he would have been able to grow a longer amount of hair if he wanted to. Like his hair could be longer now by now than than it whatever. Well, anyway, Duke Hudson is back. He, he's not wearing the the wig anymore, so that's good. He looked. He had a normal shaped skull. He looked fine with no hair. That whole thing didn't work. I'm glad he's back. This felt like basically an identical finish to the match before. So yep. I hate those finishes anyway. And then I saw them back to back, and it was stupid. Yeah, and. I don't know. Just let someone go over clean, man, and bring Duke Hudson back in yeah. a promo after, or mm. I don't know, any other way. Yeah. So I'm um, glad he's back, though. I like. I am glad he's back. Duke Hudson is going to lose another feud, which doesn't make me happy, but that's kind of what he's what he's at here. Um, I don't know. I th I think they had something really important, really interesting with him, and no longer. Um, you know, he we, plays the poker, the Duke Hudson. He does. He's the gambler. He's you know what gambler. they say? They they say you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. If that is what they say. They also it's say, true. they also say you got to know when to walk away and know when to run away as well. But um, the, we had the Creed Brothers. 
We did. Versus, versus Briggs and Jensen. Versus uh, Double Vest and the Beach. Who um, quoted Mike Tyson in the promo before this, by the way. Yeah. No. Which I, which I feel like it's not doesn't really fit for those guys. Not I in realize, the slightest. I realize that, that not, not only is there a Beach, but there's also a Jeeb. Because it's Joe Briggs and Brooks Jensen. So it's the Jeeb and the Beach. They're... What's a, what are they when they're a palindrome? A palindrome. They're they the, they're team palindrome. Yeah. Uh, and in that promo round, that was the first Diamond Mine segment that we got to, where they set up yeah. Walter and Bivens, and then I guess Roddy Strong was like, "Oh, maybe I should be the one to wrestle him," which is fine, I guess. But uh, everybody's entering the Dusty Classic, including these two. And I just have no interest in them. Them quoting Mike Tyson. I was like, no, you guys quote Toby Keith and Jeff Foxworthy. You don't quote Mike Tyson. That was weird. Yeah. But this match was, I really like the Creed Brothers. I really, really like the Creed Brothers. Uh, I, They're a very impressive team. Look, looking at the bracket, I was certain that Double Vest and the Beach were winning this match. And I was going to be prepared to be furious about it. Um, they acquitted themselves well in this match. I think this is the kind of match they can wrestle. Yes. Against two dudes who can take it. Like they don't have to worry about, okay, well, if I hit this little guy as hard as I can in the face, he might die. Like they don't have to like do those mental gymnastics. Um, so they just like they, they just they laid into each other. They there was a wonderful, funny moment, I thought, near the end, where uh Brutus, I think, speared the beach into the railing. Um, and the railing is just plexiglass, yes. um, like basically suspended between like aluminum foil and, and Wade Barrett goes, that's solid steel. Like, no, it's absolutely not solid steel that they bet during. That was not what happened. Not um, even a little bit. Uh, but, um, but they, but, uh, the Creed brothers, the, the Creed brothers, they won with my favorite finisher in all of the NXT 2.0, the unnecessary clothesline. Like it's over. The, the the match is over. You just pin the poor boy and then you hit him again with another clothesline. It's just unnecessary. But sometimes I like things that are, that are unnecessary. What can I say? Sometimes you just need an unnecessary clothesline. Sometimes I need a little something sweet after a meal when I'm already full. It's basically the same thing. That's I true. like it when it's the heels that do it because mm -hmm. they should be trying to inflict more pain even kind of after the fact. Mm -hmm. I don't like it so much when the faces do it. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Um, I was a very big fan of Malcolm Bivens at ringside celebrating like his team just won the Super Bowl, <laughs> like going crazy. And I was like, yeah, good for you. I love like Bivens really made everything uh, work for the diamond mine tonight. Um, I thought, I thought I uh, honestly, I, I was like, well, they they're in three matches tonight. Yes. There are three matches for the Diamond Mine. I thought they were going to lose all three, and that was going to be the beginning of the breakup because they were going to, like, turn on Bivens, who was going to be like, you guys need to pull your own weight or whatever, and that was going to have them pull apart, and then we were going to see Bivens on the main roster. But that didn't happen. Good, because right. I think the Diamond Mine is a really cool act, uh, and, and ha they have more to give. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad the Creepers are moving on. It's a weird bracket because because uh, below them in the same side of the bracket you got GYV versus Chase University versus um, versus Andre Chase and and his and his 
his ward. I don't know, like whatever the hell that kid is. What are we doing? So, so the thing is, like, GY, like, honestly, like, I would be like, well, GYV was obviously going to win that match, but GYV has been booked like booked terribly. I, I would love to see like two absolute technicians like GYV going up against two bruisers like the Creed brothers. But I have no faith in, in, in NXT to give us the good match. So I fear that if GYV does go over, it's going to be, be because like Andre Chase's student cost them. And now he's going to have, it's going to be a coexist angle. Of course it is. Why would it be anything else literally ever? Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's it. Uh, so so good for the Creed Brothers. Good for Diamond Mine. But um, later, I guess I'll talk about this now. Um, we have... Uh, we have... <laughs> we have... Um, Briggs and Jensen. Jeeb and Beej. Um, the palindromes. They were in the in the in their, in their locker room. I'm assuming in their locker room, and in walk without knocking. They're they're talking about how oh, hey it's a bad, tough loss, but we'll we'll get through it next time, whatever. And in walk without knocking the TikTok tag team, the Ravers themselves, Casey and Caden, and they're like, hey guys, like we're, we're gonna go train. Like what? You can work hard tomorrow. Tonight we're gonna party hard. Let's go to the bar. And like and 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 the beach is like. Uh, uh, with you, Caden? Um, okay, but, um, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I like you, but wait, no, I don't like you. Um, and it was the most cringe thing I've ever seen. And then Wendy Chu saved it somehow. By being somewhere she shouldn't be. Stretched out on top of the a bay of lockers in the men's locker room. In pajamas with her pillow and her little sippy cup. Um, just being there, being like casting some shade, but, um, the, like, like, but here's the deal. Bless Bull Buchanan's kid. He's not a comedian. He doesn't have the timing or the, or, or, or any of the training to be able to like, oh, I'm, I'm an awkward, I'm awkwardly in love with this girl. Like, that's a tough thing to act, ask somebody who has a lot of acting training to portray convincingly. And not like cringeworthy. This guy has none of those things. So to ask him to do that is really not helping your talent. Stop making your talent look bad. Like just don't like help help them. Help them. Hide their weaknesses. Show their strengths. This was really bad, especially for this poor kid. But he looked awful in this thing. He looked so so. It's dumb because they've also hung out with them a number of times at this point. So why this time is he getting all locked up and nervous about it? I am interested in what it would be like to go to a country rave. Because they didn't say which way they were leaning. So I'm assuming it's a country rave combined. This was like my seventh grade play. It was so bad. Yeah. Like, so bad. This was the Stefan segment of the night, though. This segment had everything. Oh, God. Yeah. Ravers, country bros, a woman sleeping on top of lockers, analyzing the situation. Right. That was pretty much what it was. When did you actually crack me up in this? They did. They, I think they heard Orange Cassidy comparisons, and then they were like, aha, remember when he would just, like, be in the bathroom 
and someone would open the bathroom and he would just be standing there. They were like, we're gonna we're gonna put her on top of the lockers today. Yep. That was funny. Um uh so that was a thing that happened, uh, I guess. Um and we I, don't need to go to a rave because it feels like we're on ecstasy when we watch the show. <laughs> That's true. Um maybe though, I have a I have a thought though, Kate. Maybe he's obviously very nervous about his 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 affection for um for for Caden and and if Caden were to return that affection, you know, if it was a consensual thing, even then he might still be a little nervous. A lot nervous. It might affect his performance. It, and... it just might. I wish your penis is soft. Let me help. Not like that. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But it's ready when you are. Or when you're not. It's not about having a problem. It's about having that performance. That excellent performance. That confidence. Fill out their online questionnaire. You work with an online physician. You won't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. It's shipped discreetly and directly to you. And you get that first shipment free when you use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout. You want to be confident, don't you? You want that pay-per-view, that main event performance? Don't let yourself or somebody else down. Use bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. So that was the first time that Alex and I saw the updated Blue Chew cameo yep. from Sean. Mm -hmm. And we were both corpsing off screen. I wish you guys could have seen it. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, that was... Uh... So hard, like Blue Chew can make you. So go to bluechew.com and use the code FIGHTFUL at checkout. And all you have to do is pay shipping. Robert DeFelice in the chat says, They line dance to Nickelback at Country Raves. I don't no, know. No, they don't. I, uh, please, please tell me that's not true. That's not I, a thing that Please tell me get. that is true. <laughs> oh, God. Know what I just realized? And I don't know why this popped into my head now. Uh, I was just thinking about the Dexter Loomis match and how he was in control of it most of the time. And then Grayson Waller had to like get out of it with his buddy. By the booking of the match and not the outcomes, you would. We're supposed to believe that Dexter Loomis is better than AJ Styles. But you were kind of like dancing around, but I was like, watching the matches, that's what they're telling me. I don't like that. No. I don't like that at all. No. We can fast forward to the best segment in the whole wide world that's ever been segmented on the show, because that's what's next in my <laughs> notes, at least. No. We still have to talk about other things, Kate. We do. Yeah, we got to talk about uh, Odyssey Jones mouthing off to Joe Gacy while on crutches. And I was like, dude, come on. You got to think first, Odyssey. I like you. Be smarter than this. Be a smart baby face. But he's on crutches to be like, hey, Joe Gacy, I think you you suck and your whole outlook sucks and your friend over there sucks. And he's like, uh, I see you've hurt your knee. It's a training injury. I'll be fine. Just need to do a little rehab. As long as nobody re-injures my knee, I should be good to go in a couple of weeks. Oh, all right. 
I mean, he didn't say that part, but he, but he said that part. And then uh, Joe Gacy holds the door for him as they go in the training room. And then later, cut to, in the training room, Odyssey Jones on the ground, clutching at his braced knee while, while Harland stands above him with a menacingly bent crutch. Uh, and then he, he, he walks away. And then he looks over and he sees Joe Gacy and he goes. And they walk away together. And Joe Gacy does this. Which is how you know he's evil because he he steeples his fingers. It does the yeah. There were two things that I liked about this. I like Joe Gacy saying that he wasn't mad; he was just disappointed, like a father and his child. And I liked him saying that it was progress that Harlan hadn't hurt anybody, and that yeah. Harlan did hurt somebody, and he was like happy about it. Like it it kind of explicitly said what we've known all along which i appreciated in this segment i would have really liked the segment if la knight had come in and given odyssey jones paperwork for a restraining order that odyssey jones could then turn around and deliver to harland because he was just assaulted that's also true yep everyone should have everyone should be if you attack somebody like out of line not during an actual uh, 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 an actual um sanctioned match you should be automatically given an restraining order because, well, like, because now they've established it. Why was he suspended for doing what he did to the Brian Kendrick and not hypothetically, if this was another offense, you should be suspended or you yeah. should be fined more. And there yeah. was no repercussions for his actions to this point that I know of. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing before we talk about the uh, what, what was the best thing on the show, but could have been much better. Um, there was a, uh, they, they interviewed, um, uh, <laughs> Braun Breakaker. It's like, um, and I'm finally being champion is set in. Uh, I understand with the responsibilities with great power comes great responsibility. Um, and also more than necessary amount of K's in your name. Um, but, uh, he, he, uh, they, they, like, what about, what about your brief interaction with Santos Escobar? And like, I know we noticed it, but I wouldn't call it a brief interaction. Like they walked past each other and nodded at each other as they walked past. It wasn't really much of anything, but yeah, whatever. Then Electro Lopez walks up and he's like, Hey sister, I ain't buying what you're selling. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> he's just wonderfully 1997 with his promo style. It's just great. Um, and, and his uh, uncle, like, oh, his, and his uncle, obviously, yeah. but like that's that time that that time period, everybody did it that way. Um, and so he goes, uh, um, <laughs> like, we don't have to be buying what she's selling, by what I'm selling, um, says Santos Escobar. Uh, and you're not ready to carry the NXT brand, and NXT title will look a lot better around my waist. It's like, uh, give me one reason to kick your ass right now, uh. <laughs> We have a new impression, I think. Uh, so I think I think it's basically because it's it's because it's a wonderful Michigan accent. Like it's yeah. Michigan accent is way up here. That's what I gotta say to you, Jack. Um, <laughs> um so 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 he says that. Um and he says um uh um soon you will learn that things are done around on, on my time or whatever, and then we leave him and him and Electra Lopez. Okay. So that's it. So now we're, we're going to do Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar. That's the, the next thing. 
I liked Santos Escobar calling him young champion and this yes. a lot. That was yes. just a really nice touch. And I've also decided that Electra Lopez should be almost in love with everybody. Like that wasn't a telenovela that happened for the feud. That is yeah. her all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about Saray too. We will talks about Saray. That's going to, that's going to come up near the end. Cause it's going to be part of the thing where they don't think about stuff. So, Tony D'Angelo's hosting <laughs> a... this whole show is? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, Tony D'Angelo's hosting a memorial service for Pete Dunne. I saw this and I sent it to you ahead of time. I said, this is going to be some shit. This is going to be some really great shit. And it wasn't as great as I wanted it to be because it wasn't about this. Like, he got to right. talk about Pete Dunne being dead and buried uh, for a couple of minutes. It was all right. It was good. Um, but he was getting wooded by the crowd and Man, if I would have been there, I would have walked into the uh, into the ring, said, "Excuse me, Tony," taking the crowbar from off the top of the of, of the of the of the casket and walked through the crowd, just daring somebody to what my boy Tony D, who's only in there trying to give a nice, respectful eulogy to the man Petey Poppins, who met his end tragically last week at the business end of my freaky crowbar. Like um, I I I thought this could have been a lot better, but it was became obvious he is the least important guy in this program currently happening, and I don't love that for him because he just had a pretty big win. Um, if if what we're assuming is that it basically sent Pete to the main roster, like if he sent Pete packing, um, Pete Pete Dunn, packing. he's been there forever. Pete Poppins picked a pack of packing pickled peppers <laughs> right. to the main roster. To the main roster. Um, if that's what he did, that's a pretty big thing. Uh, so I feel like it should. he should be able to... You should have the plan for the next way to go, and it does feel like he's not going to be moving on in this thing. Anyway... Um, I talk love... about this 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 promo before we get to the the next part of it. I liked the promo. I liked the fact that the flowers that were laying on the coffin looked Hawaiian for some reason. They were like, so brightly colored. I had these imported from Maui. It was a choice. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated that nobody popped out of the coffin in this whole segment. That's always what happens. That never doesn't happen every single time. Uh, and it was pretty good. I always pop for him calling him Petey Poppins. I liked the picture of him in the corner. Yeah. It was good, but you're yeah. right. What came next? It kind, the... of, it kind of made the, the, the point of this moot because uh, he's interrupted by, um, he says, oh, he says, the next thing that's, that's on my list is the NX, what do you call it? The uh, NXT North American Championship. Um, which I do hope he wins it one day and then changes it to the Italian American Championship. I think that would be so great. That would be incredible. Um, <laughs> and now this is the like he paints it like like red, white, and green, like the Italian flag. It's like this is now the Italian American Championship. I think it'd be so fucking. And it's clearly painted. Oh, like there's streaks painted. of it, yeah, and you can yeah. see, yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. And on that. anyway. He says, 
um, that uh, the and they says I want that. So then Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams just happened to be standing there in the Ravens' nest, and they're like, uh, "No, nah, you like uh, like hey, well, I thought I thought we were boys. Um, uh, no, we were teammates at one point, but boys, nah. I got my own boys. I got Joey the Hat." And P and what was it? What was his name? Polly DeGroin, which is like no, I, I thought I, it was was it I, Betsy DeGroin? Was it Betsy the Groin? Whatever it was, I need to know how he, she, or they got the nickname the Groin, which oh, is pretty it. awesome. Um, and then uh, Trick Williams says some some nonsense. Um, uh, I, l- listen, um, I will I will defer to people who are of the culture, but. Those who I follow on Twitter who are of the culture are split right down the middle as to whether or not Trick is awesome or the worst. And I feel like is there's nobody somewhere in the middle like, I could take or leave him. Like, all of the Black wrestling fans that I follow on Twitter who watch NSC 2.0 are like, either, he's great, I love him, or get this dude off my screen forever. And that seems like a weird thing when, like, you're supposed to be portraying that guy to that brand i will say i know he's not meant for me but i fall strictly in the this guy's dragging carmelo down 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 i think carmelo's much better without him but what do i know specifically i see basically the same on twitter i think a lot of people seem to like what he did with bivens the most like that that was his best segment that he's had and the most authentic segment that he's had. It's not even that I hate him. Well, I definitely don't hate him. That was really strong. So I haven't just that he's not for me. It's that I don't, I don't know what he adds to Carmelo specifically. Like Carmelo has it all already. And we've discussed at length that the only thing that you would probably add to a guy like Carmelo would be somebody who is a muscle. And that's just has to do with trick Williams, as himself that doesn't even have to do with like or rather the role that trick williams is in and his stature like he doesn't need a mouthpiece he doesn't need a a guy to to talk for him so it's just a weird choice in that way and on top of that i feel like carmelo is better on the mic than trick anyway so it seems superfluous to have anyone at all and then on top of that i feel like carmelo is better so it's not even that I don't like him that much. It's that it just feels so unnecessary. And like, and it just doesn't like the, he's supposed to be getting Carmelo more over. And it feels like the it's, it's reversed. Like yeah. that just feels muddy to me. Jay blood said, Williams stepped all over Hayes tonight. He's a complete hindrance. And tonight was the most glaring example. We saw one from uh, Chris Williams earlier who said trick is an anchor pulling Carmelo down. Hate the pairing. Um, I, I, I just, I don't, he's not, Again, we've talked about this. Like, if if Carmelo had Odyssey Jones backing him, I'd be like, that's what that guy's there for. He's there to be the muscle. And it doesn't feel like Trick Williams is the muscle. Feels like he's the mouth, but you don't need a mouth. You already got Carmelo Hayes who can cut a fine promo. So that's why it just feels like it's wrong. Has charisma for days on top of that. Like, there's just... Carmelo Hayes is just not missing... Melo don't miss anything, right? So... I agree with you on that. I don't know if there's anybody else I would pair Trick with. I don't know what his capabilities are in the ring, really. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But I feel right. like Melo feels like a solo star to me. Yeah. Um, 
true. Well, for now, he's a triple threat star because um, then Carmelo Hayes uh, uh, was, was talking to Tony, uh, Tony D and then Cameron Grimes comes out. And we, of course, we know it's 2022, the moon. And he made... Uh, clear last week that he wants the North American title, um, which I think he will change to the North Carolinian title uh, if he ever wins it. I think everyone should change the name. Um, and uh, he uh, he says, take a take a back seat, Tony, because uh, I got first dibs. And Car- and so um, Carmelo basically says, how about the two of you face each other um, for the right to face me? And apparently, again, since they fired William Regal, you can just make your own matches. Um, but uh, there was a, a brief attack. Um, uh, D'Angelo tries to attack Grimes. Grimes ducks, and he picks up the done photo and smashes it over a D'Angelo's head. And normally I would hate this because it makes D'Angelo look bad, but he sold his head popping through the thing so beautifully. Like, sitting there like not quite one wondering why am I wearing a photo? Like he was just, he was a little, just a little concussed, just a, just, just a wee bit concussed. And I thought that that worked um, pretty well. Um, I the thought P- that the PD Poppins necklace, baby. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I thought it was very yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, we got a, we got a, um, we got okay, Emily yeah. Cease coming in saying Tuesdays are for the girls 2023. Yeah. The moon. <laughs> Emily That's is, of course, stuff. for yes. the Rockets. Yeah. I'll be saying um, her at GCW. Yay. Um, I I think that it's it's really good. It's really good that we're getting vignettes for people that we don't know anything about. I think that's good. It's a good thing. Um, I, I, I like, uh, this, this, this one of, uh, Valentina Feroz and you Leon, um, uh, Valentina Feroz, I believe is from Brazil. Um, and Luz Leon is the first ever Mexican woman in WWE, which seems like it's a little late for that first, but good that they have that. And they're they're They have backgrounds in MMA and weightlifting and whatever. Um, so they have. The little vignette tells us who they are. They're in. They're going to be in the women's uh, dusty cup, and then they they end the vignette by saying, "Welcome to our jungle, baby." And I was like, "Well, we we could have done without that, though. Like, didn't di- didn't need that, but all right, okay." There were a few things in here that caught my attention. The first being. That it has taken us way too long to get to the first ever yeah. women's Mexican-born wrestler. Yep. That's insane to me. Yeah. I also loved that in this promo. <laughs> they were basically like, we are not from the same background. And that is noteworthy. Because normally, if you're a certain ethnicity yeah. or a certain style, that means you're automatically paired together. So the fact that they called that out, I thought was just a... a beautiful sign of how lazy uh their creative department has been yeah but yes then we we move into dakota kai who's amazing yes uh dakota kai who's basically her whole thing now is to she is 
she is uh i don't know like what's there's a there's a term for it she's the she's the soothsayer from from uh she's the seer from from uh Ju from julius caesar like beware the ides of march beware becoming a tag team if you have too much success you won't be able to coexist and then you'll turn on your best friend i know it happened to me Ooh. like um so that's that's her deal which is which is interesting um uh, but she she says okay well you know what you ladies you want to like let's have a fight one of you meet me in the ring later and they do we'll have we'll talk about that in a little bit i guess the only thing i needed from this segment was when they said why don't you think our friendship will last if she just took a deep breath and was like look around man yeah <laughs> Yeah, because of course they were going to tell the story of her and yeah. Raquel, because that has to do with her. But if they had just pointed to the fact that that's everyone's story, yeah. if she had just been like, I don't know, it's not my first rodeo, kid, take a look around. Right. right. <laughs> I would have really, really liked that because it just gives a little bit more oomph to her, her status yeah. there as a veteran. But well, let's talk about this: Ulisa Leon versus um, Dakota Kai match. Dakota Kai won, which is good. I'm glad they're still protecting her, at least up against a, a, a relative rookie. Um, uh, this was this was fine. Like I, I don't know where. I'm glad we we still get keep getting Dakota Kai on TV and wrestling, even though she seems to be kind of aimless at this point. It still doesn't make any sense to me, like why you have zero women on on the roster. Really, like you have nine, but that's close enough to zero. And you Why, don't use how, half how, of those how, again. How bad do you think Dakota Kai is that you can't have her on the roster? Mm. Like, you know, I what think I mean? it's more. I'm she in went, the camp. She had a whole bunch of dark matches. They thought highly enough of her work in NXT to bring her up and have, have a bunch of dark matches. And then she was putting over Aaliyah in dark matches. Aaliyah! I think it's more. T I wouldn't be surprised if she goes. Up. I, I think it's a lot of timing. Like, I don't think anybody's going up before. I mean, Rumble's only a couple weeks away now, but this, I say it time and time again, this part of WWE programming, even when programming is better, is uh, always weird because it's like, we're just waiting for Rumble so we can set up Mania season. Yeah. So from like post Survivor Series to Rumble is always just this very murky time in WWE programming. So, I didn't expect really anyone to get called up that way. I'm thinking the Bella Twins are going to win the tag titles and we're going to rebuild the tag division uh, at Mania. That's just my guess. So I think we're going to see, and to your point, seeing vignettes of new people, I think means that others are going to get called up, especially with this women's division. Cause it, yeah. it's so dry. It's so dry up there. And the fact that we haven't seen Shotzi and Shayna and the, that kind of thing makes me think that maybe it is going tag. Like they're pulling these women off until the Zia Zia Lee. They all those all, all that money on those vignettes for Zia Lee. They had She's her debut on. with lightning fists in her entrance. She came in. She hasn't even had a match. She had her debut appearance on December 10th after months, what seemed like months. And then she hasn't had a match with like extensive as creative as they get storytelling like for yeah. sure like those vignettes i thought were really really cool the kill bill style ones were awesome yeah. uh and she hasn't had a match you're right it's 
it is Dakota Kai feels aimless because they feel aimless, I think. And she could she could stick around and do a lot of really great things in NXT for the growing women's division. Yeah. She could also go up and she could be in a tag team. Like she's so versatile, it's almost a detriment, I think. Yeah, and she's I think she's, she's gonna move up though. I think her and Raquel will go. She's also like if you if you told me she was it she was in your top 15 women in the world or even higher, I would be like, I'm not gonna argue with you. I think she's great. Yeah, like she's and, so and psychologically fact- sound too. Like I love it when good. when women's wrestlers especially are just so smart about the way they use their bodies, and yeah. she's she's one of those for sure. Uh, Mark Losper says, given the abundance of evidence that we have currently, we should always assume the worst. They're it's more likely cool. to throw Dakota Kai into Mount Doom, or or give her a Hobbit gimmick, because you know she's from New Zealand and that's basically all go. New Zealand is known for. Which I suppose should eventually bring us to this. <laughs> Saray. Oh, buddy. Now Saray had matches in 2021. She 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 was she was presented as a big deal when she showed up. Like William Regal introduced her to us. And um, she was fantastic in and the she ring. She was fantastic. She has she has one like one of the best Saito suplexes I've ever seen, male or female. She snaps that shit off. That was some great stuff. I cool love submission stuff, if I remember oh, correctly. Oh, yes. Like, she has really this, cool this, 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 this uh, bridging, like, knee lock thing was just friggin' awesome. Um, and uh, she, she's great. And she, like, they, they didn't think they really wanted to push her, so they had her take some losses she probably didn't need to. And then they, uh, they, she, she left. She went back to Japan. Like for realsies, she actually went back to Japan. In this vignette, she says that she kept losing. She didn't know she was lost, so she went back to like see, like to recharge her batteries and, and be with family. And then while she was there, she found uh, the necklace that her mother, her grandmother, had had given her, which is a giant sun. Um, uh, I don't know. Looked. It it looked like something you'd you'd get at like JC Penney's like down the street from from the arena. It did not look like so. I don't know. Did anyway, not look like a family heirloom. It did not look like a family heirloom. Very well put. Um, and uh, it's a giant red sun. And so she says, "This reminds me of who I am." Whatever. It says, I, "I will always be the warrior of the sun in the ring," which is what they called her when she showed up. She was the warrior of the sun. All I can think about is it's always sunny. There you go. Champion of the sun. <laughs> so. She's the um, day man. She says, yes, she says, um, uh, I, I'm the warrior of the sun in the ring and out of the ring. I'm just Saray. And that's all right. And she winks. Um, and the thing about it is, and I haven't described this yet, but um, this is. The whole point of this video basically is is none of the things she says are are, are bad really. It's that she's dressed as a Japanese schoolgirl, like a stereotypical Japanese schoolgirl with little pigtails and thick glasses and um the Harry and, Potter tie. And yeah, the Harry Potter tie. And everything. Um, Shot Kid Twenty Nine says, "Don't know if you guys talked about talked about it, but just saw Saray's repackage. 
It is only adding to the meltdown I'm having over this show. R26 <laughs> says, I'm guessing Bruce Pritchard watched an episode of Sailor Moon during his weekend Coke binge. Wow. That's that was somebody else who quoted that. And Saray suffers as a result. I despise the people that run this company. I, I'll agree with the second part. I also despise the people that run this company. Um, at Kenshiro saying, going from the TJPW announcement to literal Japanese schoolgirl Saray hurt me mentally, emotionally, emotionally and spiritually. Um, Mark Losper says, oh God, I just looked up Saray. What the hell? Genuinely, with no hyperbole whatsoever, this company needs to be stopped. They're already doing Akira Tozawa is a ninja. They're already doing whatever the hell jacket, jacket time, time is. is. And now this, like, I don't know what, like, here's the thing. Like, if, if, I'm, and I'm, I don't want to give them ideas, um, but if in three weeks, Io Shirai showed back up and she was basically just the girl from the ring, would you be surprised at this point? Would you be surprised if no. she was like if she was like a Japanese horror movie character? Like, I, I wouldn't be. No, I, I, bleh. unless this came from her, I don't know. I really don't. I, uh, they're bad with stereotypes across the board, but for whatever reason, with the Asian community and Japan specifically. Uh, it it's just cartoonish and stereotypical on like the most basic level. Like it's, and then when you, I think the most upsetting thing is like New Japan's probably not in this latest stretch, but like oftentimes is my favorite wrestling, and it's just nothing like how Japanese wrestling is presented <laughs> in NXT or on the main roster. Like it's so different um, than how it's portrayed here. And some some ways that's good. Like sometimes character development and digging into that side of things is really, really good, but not like this. Uh, un unless this sincerely came from a thing where she authentically had a moment with like tracing back to her roots or whatever. Like if it's supposed to lean in that direction, uh, then okay like i didn't love nikki ash but that came from her i think artists should be able to create art how they want to create art so if it came from that great but this feels like vince mcmahon was like oh how do we how do we make like asian culture sexy <laughs> the same way that we do that like here like it i that's what it feels like that's what it felt like watching it like i'm it's hold it's, on one second i i i honestly don't know i mean i i, I don't watch anime i don't like so i don't know but like the schoolgirl aesthetic to it like just mm. felt very bleh, felt wrong yeah um She's uh yeah, she's gonna be 26 in March. So she's not 14, although she's made up to look 14 in this particular thing. And that's we I mean uh, listen in 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 this culture, Japanese women are often often infantilized anyway. 
all the time. Yeah. And so, so to, to do this, it just feels like it's, you're leaning into it in the wrong way entirely. Um, and then the nerd guru has sent in a super chat saying, where the hell is Io Shirai? How is she not on TV? God bless the fact she's not on TV. Who knows what the hell they would do to her? You know, that's nice. my only thing. Profile picture though, nerd guru. If you want to go ahead and pull that picture back up, I would not be mad. Cause did yeah. you see it was Phil? Oh, yeah, see, something had to make us happy tonight. Yeah, there's that's that's good, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so this is worse than the. Sorry, I'm gonna pull up the super chat right now. Are we really surprised by the people who brought you the Kabuki Warriors? This is worse. It's, yeah, it's different. This is it's, worse. It is. It is different. And like, I mean, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but this is. Worse. I, I I'm fine with them like leaning into like you know that that kind of uh, warrior th- kabuki is a weird thing because it's not really what they were whatever I, I i get it this is this is much worse it's it's i i believe that could have started them down the slippery slope that got them here yeah but here's way here is at the bottom of the valley like i i don't i don't i don't want to say that because there's always further for them to forsake oh, more depths for them to say that buddy but yeah. you're right in that I shouldn't be surprised yeah. because we just saw jacket time. Yeah. This is JW Pringle says this is what happens when you have a 76 year old and his gross friends running creative. I hate this so bad. It's not. It's not great, guys. It really isn't. I'm not, and the thing of it is, is like, I, I suppose there's a way to like if if so if like I know there's a certain um, there's all kinds of like fashion cultures in in japan that like yeah, are very like like you know like of the which, world right so like there's certain kinds of things like this is the way we all dress when when we're into this type of whatever and maybe that is who saray is but it's not presented as that it's presented as this is what you think of when you think of japanese school schoolgirl. it's yeah. it's i don't know it's just not great um or they could have it really sink into it and be like uh that hit woman character from kill bill you know, uh, go go Yabari. Chris Mueller says, "I'm so scared for Oscar too." I feel like they've already they've already got Oscar. Oscar's done. We we know who Oscar is. If she comes back, she's going to be Oscar. I, I have to believe. There's no need to repackage that. Um, oh, when has not having a need know, to repackage I know, someone I know, stopped I know, them? I know. Um, so we had a solo Sokoa promo. He's wearing, he's like, I got half my face burned. Never had a fireball thrown at me. He's wearing like bandages over his half of his face. Um, you you want to, you know, wear your face paint, whatever. This isn't done between us. We're going to, we're going to go. And then he, and the, um, this, I know this is like uh, your ancestry or whatever that makes you this way. Well, guess what? I've got in my past, I've, I'm a fighter too, or whatever. Right. And he basically they show close-ups of his very Uso-like tattoos. Like it's yeah, they just make him an Uso. Um, but then he peels off the, the bandage. And um, let me tell you, I got somebody here, Alan Cano says Solo Sokoa's burn scars look way more legit than Kane. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. In 2003, which is a low bar to clear. That's that is me adding very... that, that's me adding that. So that's one positive of the new NXT 2.0. Let me tell you, this looked horrendous. This like you 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 are in Orlando. There are like people there who run shows where like they know how to do burn prosthetics. This looks like somebody who got a B minus in their stage makeup 101 course. 15 years ago said, yeah, I think I can remember how to do a burn prosthetic. No, you can't. It looked like, it looked like half his face was a hot dog that was on grill for too long. Like it was, it was like really, really, really badly done. And then they did like a super close up of it. Like if you don't know how to do it right, don't do it. It's, it's one thing if you're going to show it from way far away, but like they like went right up next to it. And like they can make prosthetics for like burn scarring that they use in film and movies. If they're going to do it like close up and you have those people at your disposal, how do I know that you do because you are based in Orlando where they do a lot of this stuff and you have more money than God hire somebody who knows how to do this. If you're going to do it, it looked bad. It made solo Sokoa look bad. Don't do this to your talent. It's, and this is, like, the show is always bad, but this stuff is not the stuff that's usually bad. Normally, the production of things is very good, very, very strong. So it was surprising that it was this bad to me. And as someone who has fancied the Party City many a time because of (laughs) the show that we're on right Right, now, this is what it looked like. It looked like they went to Party City and ran out and got some burned prosthetic costumey stuff uh so yeah i don't uh i don't know what that was about i'm right. not really into this story idea just call up blonde so and put him in the bloodline yeah um i don't know it, it just and the thing of it is is like you're not gonna have him go out there and wrestle in that next week right exactly you? like you're not because it's gonna peel off and no. be lay- laying there in the middle of the ring after he gets slapped in the face once it's a really bad makeup job. And if you're not going to have him wrestle in the prosthetic next week, are you going to have him wrestle in bandages? Well, I hope, but I hope those things don't fall off. And, and if you're not going to have bandages or the prosthetic, that means you're going to assume that we are stupid enough to believe that that kind of burn scarring can heal in seven days. Come on guys. Like just think things through. Oh, wait, 
Oh, wait. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Sean Blanford, brought to you by the same company that presented us with Rey Mysterio, the man with the ping pong eyeball. And burned oh, the fiend alive. They, they set the now, fiend on fire and he did. came back and was totally good. Yeah, it was, it, that was, you know why? Because Bray Wyatt, like, knew real, actual, honest to God movie makeup guys and said, I'm not showing up here looking like a hot dog that was left on the grill for too long. Yeah. I'm going to look real. And so they had those people, they put them in that full burn. Like it, it was disturbing, but it looked like you were watching an actual movie. But then and, like two weeks later, he was totally fine. And, but, but then yes, through the magic of his, of his WrestleMania entrance, he was okay. Again, the magic um, of his WrestleMania. Entrance. He was he the walked out of hallway, and then and then all of the burn stuff melted away. It just melted away. <laughs> this just show a, has everything. The Bray Wyatt just went down to his local corner store, and he got some of that ointment you put on the burns, and they went away. The Bray Wyatt and the Fiend—they're yeah. the same, you know. I know they they made sure to tell us over and over again. They are same the with Bray Wyatt, this, this 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 priest fella split oh, yeah, personality yeah, situation yeah, as don't, well. Don't even talk to me about the priest. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> it, it, listen. I know. See, we're getting a Don uh, 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 a Dusty Rhodes for the for the ladies. A Dusty Rhodes classic. It's nice that they're giving us a an Dusty official Rhodes for the ladies. <laughs> for the ladies, <laughs> or as he would say, for the ladies. A dusty road for the ladies. Um, and but, if you need some hard times, uh, use Bluetooth. Listen, go to um, Bluetooth.com. Use it the code is nice phone. of them to give us an official Can They Coexist tag team. Like that's going to be their gimmick. Because Cora Jade shows up at Raquel Gonzalez's interview and says, um, Hey, uh, I, I don't... Don't think you're going to be getting that title shot before me. I deserve it, even though I got rolled up by the worst roll-up ever. Um, I would like the title shot, too. And, and Raquel's like, listen, I like you, but no, you're not doing this. Well, how about instead, wouldn't you like to win the Dusty Classic again? How about I be your partner? And Raquel's like, uh, uh no, thanks, no, and walks away. And Cora Jay's like, I'll get her. I'll get her eventually. Um, so we're going to... We're, <laughs> we're getting an official can they coexist tag team. That's they're gonna be their entire gimmick. They're gonna make a run to the finals, and every match is gonna be can they coexist? I hate this one marginally less because there's a reason they can't go coexist, and it's not because they think the other one is a bitch. Mm -hmm. Like they really both want the title, mm -hmm. and they're both in the way of each other getting that title. Um, and one of them has like patience around the situation and she's a face and the other one doesn't. So while I am ever so tired of this stupid trope, there's at least something that they're pointing to that isn't just like, well, I think you're a bitch. So therefore we cannot coexist. Like there's something, there's a story within the coexisting trope, which is kind of just all I ever wanted. Give me okay. a real reason. I suppose. It's at just least give me a reason. Just a little bit's enough. Yeah. <laughs> the second we're not broken, just bent. That was Pink and the guy from what was that band? 
Oh, you know, it was fun. Pink, 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 and the guy from that band. From you know the, the one from the, the fun. The oh, fun. Oh God, don't you just love the fun? So you know who nice. likes to have the fun? A lot of, of of smaller people of different ethnicities than the person talking about them on WWE. You know, like maybe it's the the uh, the Lucha House Party or any any uh, any small African American gentleman who likes to do the flips. Then you have the Michael Cole say he likes to have the fun. Linda, you know who loves to have the fun is yeah. the Reggie. Oh, the Reggie loves to have the he fun. Loves he to loves have to do the, the flips, but then he got squashed by the Obos. He did. I heard them talking about that when I was at my picture the other day. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So we got, we got, we got, um, we got Kaylee Ray uh, versus Ivy Nile. Smash Room Kaylee Ray. <laughs> um, Smash Room Kaylee Ray. And this is one of those matches I wish they wouldn't book, okay? Because I really want Kaylee Ray to kick Maddie Rose's ass and become <laughs> NXT Women's Champion. Um, and if that's what's going to happen, I really need her to be protected and not take losses. And yet, I'm not ready to see Ivy Nile lose. Like, she should have a pretty cool win streak just squashing jobbers until... Until maybe in like three months' time, when she's still undefeated, then she she faces Kaylee Ray, and Kaylee Ray is the better wrestler and beats her. Fine, but I'm not ready to see Ivy Nile lose yet. So, those are two bad options. Kaylee Ray loses, bad option. Ivy Nile loses, at least for me, bad option. Oh, but there's a third option. Just have somebody get involved, and it'll protect... Whoever loses the, de- the this distraction finish, or you could have a DQ, which then means the match didn't actually happen, you know, um, happen. So this was fine. Ivy now I thought looked really cool against somebody like Kaylee Ray. This is the far, far the most experienced woman I've seen her wrestle. She looked really, she had this weird like leg lock DDT thing that was really cool looking. She's using her, 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 her height to her advantage, like she's got a really low base. Like you're not going to be able to take her down. Um, like she's going to shoot in there and get your ankles. It's it's a really cool thing. I I really like what they're doing with her. Um, and Kaylee Ray is great, and so she's able to give just as much, uh, take just as much as she can give. I thought it was excellent. And then of course Mandy Rose come down, um, and ruins everything. Uh, so Kaylee Ray gets distracted, and to Ivy Nile's credit. She doesn't just immediately go for the roll-up, but she's able to counter Kaylee Ray's finisher and, and get and get a victory herself with the roll-up, which I thought was at least better for Ivy Nile. But during the big beatdown of all of Toxic Attraction on Kaylee Ray, I wish Ivy Nile had taken exception and said, like, I don't care about you, Kaylee Ray, but I'll be damned if I'm going to let these, these women come in here and ruin my moment that I won this match. I wish she would have like just taken the head off of JC Jane or something just in passing before she walked up the ramp in a huff. That would have been great. I thought the match itself was awesome. That mm-hmm. this was a theme of the night. I thought we saw a lot of really good in ring work today yeah. and that's always the case, but today felt particularly strong with, with bad finishes again. Um, Ivy Niles, a little force to be reckoned with. I, she, the way she works reminds me of legit Layla too. Yeah. A little a little stronger even than Layla, I think, but the same way where they use small to to being an advantage. And 
I think it's just really good that Mandy Rose got out of the pool. So I'm happy to see that. But I'm so sick of baby faces looking like idiots. And they made both baby faces and referees look like idiots in yeah. one foul swoop here. I hate that. Yeah. Like, it's just, what's the point of having them out there? And Kaylee Ray is like experienced enough that she should be smart enough at this point. Like if they did that to Eddie Kingston, I'd be like, Eddie Kingston's smarter than that. Like yeah. Kaylee Ray's smarter than that. I wonder if she's going to lose this and, and move up. Cause I don't know what else there is for Kaylee Ray to do. If she's, unless she's going to be champion. Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, Kaylee Ray, Dakota Kai. That's four of them. I don't know what the hell they're doing there. Bring them up. Have them at least, at least have them all be in the rumble. I think they, you know, I think that'll happen. You know, sure. like, and, and then, and then like, let's see, let's see what we got with them. You know, like just do something with them. Cause it's not, cause down here is not helping anything. Um, yeah. If, and it, like, if, if you're going to keep you're, the belt on Mandy, if, then if you're going to keep the belt on Mandy, which I feel like is the plan, like for a good, at least eight to 12 month reign. Like, I don't need to see her be beaten up these four women. Like they're, no. they're better than that. They should go up, yeah. you know? Agreed. Um, and I think Kaylee and Raquel both, could really add something like really add something. I, I and, think and EO, EO, I mean, EO, EO would I, be amazing. Like, like we don't have, like if EO, like, Oscar comes back and EO goes up and right there, that that's, that's okay. who takes the, that's who takes the titles off of Carmela and Zelina. And that's who faces the Bellas at mania. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see Carmela and Zelina at mania. Like I, I, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing them lose to the Bellas and I would mind seeing Oscar and EO, no, but at least get... the match would be better. Carmella and Graves versus a couple now. Now that Graves is cleared, of course we're going to get some intergender mixed tag, whatever you the mean hell. The savior of misbehavior? That was his nickname on the NXT back when he was in the NXT. The HHH gave him that nickname, I believe. You know, sometimes the Linda surprises me. <laughs> It catches me off guard. Yeah. Just like when the waitress comes up to you at the diner yeah. and you're in the middle of a conversation and she just sneaks up and is like, what can I get you? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't even looked at the menu. Oh, don't you goodness. just hate that? I'm catching up with an old friend. I haven't seen my friend Sheila in literally four days. We have a lot to talk about. So much to discuss. Do you know how quickly things move nowadays? Yeah. My goodness. Um. I'm just thinking about someone who super chatted us saying this was their first show ever of yeah. ours. And yeah, there's Linda and Sheila. I'm not explaining it to you. Yeah. We're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go through all these old old these chats I missed before. And then we're gonna talk about the final segment and read a lot of super chats about it. Uh with 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 one caveat that I'll explain in a bit. So here we go. Uh Norm is a nine-month member of the fightful main roster. So thank you. Uh, Thanks, I'm Norm. still a nacho man. My father is a nacho man, so we went to a hockey game and ate pretzels. Hope 2.0 didn't suck too much. Well, Norm, uh, <laughs> may Gabagool will be with you and also with you. Thank you, Norm. Consider your hopes dashed, Norm. <laughs> Mark Losper says, Kate running out of words and then just saying the word beh is my mood right now. <laughs> Mine too, pal. <laughs> uh, JB Love says, uh, love to Kalex looking fly in their winter cozies. Um, <laughs> Joy Bag of Donuts says, Hear me out. Team Kalex line of eyeglasses. Hell, let's do a Kalex fashion line of clothes. Oh my gosh, we could bring back the bride, we could bring your tuxedo shirt, we could bring all of your Santa hat and, and, the, and the, gear. the rainbow wig from like the first episode of oh my uh, gosh, another uh, episode of the 2.0. Yeah, right. Um, uh, <laughs> we got one about, about free agent Cody Rhodes. 
Um, Shazarn says, Adrenaline in my soul. New free agent, Cody Rhodes. Gotta go in the rumble. Stardust! It would just be the greatest if he just came out of Stardust and nobody explained. Oh, Stardust is back, and then he's never on TV ever again. He's back as Cody Rhodes. Hundred percent on dynamite. Hundred percent, completely unacknowledged by both brands. Yeah, nobody. Would and ever all the tribalists would freak the fuck out. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, fear and loathing in NYC says I've been watching WWE since '86. This is the most unwatchable period, and I watch every Superstars, Challenge, and Raw during the pre-Attitude era. This is also a Kate Appreciation Super Chat. Oh, no, I'm losing value. Oh, no. (laughs) The the AFI comment. Um, Yeah. Um, So. AFI uh, sucks. Pop Punk sucks. it's It's the most unwatchable period, and it is also the least watchable period. Like, the least watched period. The least interested period i saw this really cool thing that that, that brandon thurston is like he's amazing like go see everything so that he writes but he's he did so this thing great. of like the that he charted all the google searches for wwe since google was a thing in 04 it's the lowest it's ever been nobody wow. is looking up wwe stuff and even in 04 google wasn't like I don't even know if it's like a, um, like a, uh, maybe like a per capita thing or whatever. Like it might be like, um, cons- a percentage of total, whatever. Like, cause that obviously there was less people using it back then, but like, there's just like right now the, the rate of Googling of WWE is the lowest. Ever. My goodness. The nerd guru says, I hate this. I'm going to watch takeover New York and cry. Yeah. That's the mood. It's a good, good idea. Um, uh, <clears throat> Sean Blanford says this super chat is focused on the positive. Tony D versus Cameron Grimes should be great. It will be a great match. Uh, Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar should be great. That's gonna slap. Mandy Rose finally got out of the pool, which is great. That's that's huge for her. We love that for Mandy. Yeah, uh, and may Gabba will be with you both. Thank you, Sean Blanford, you. for showing us the positives and with your um, spirit. The nerd guru says, "Can Tony D give us a memorial for Walter next week?" Uh, yes, Tony D will give you a, a memorial for Walter next week. Thank you for asking for, in the way to allow me to prepare for it, but thank you. Yes, um, we're giving yeah. impression super chats in advance. Yeah, of course. Um, you yeah. can pre order your Tony D impressions. Uh, <laughs> I love it here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, then Mark Losper says, I think next month. I might ask Sean how much it would cost to never open an ad read again by softly reading your penis is soft. He's, he's never going to give that up. No, he's, he, There's I think, not I enough that, money in I the world. I think he might, you know how he says, what's up you guys at the beginning of every episode? So I'm just going to say, your penis is soft, penis you guys. Soft. It wasn't even just that he started with your penis is soft. It was that he was like, your penis is soft. Your penis is soft. Little ASMR there. Um, he is a legend. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, Mark Losper talks about uh, Double Vest and the Beach. Uh, maybe their new names uh, are going to be Big Adolph and Joey S. Um, so um, let's talk about 
Hitler. the good stuff. No, let's talk about the good stuff. Okay. Talk about this awesome Malcolm Bivens promo backstage. Talking uh, about how Ivy Nile won, the Creed Butters won. Strong's going to do it. We had a really cool um, uh, Walter like being proud of Imperium thing backstage. And I was like, you know who? If if they're going to call up Breaker like soon, like maybe after the Rumble, uh, and like I don't know if they're going to do like a, well, br- we don't want him to lose. So we're going to have him relinquish the belt because he's got more important things to do on the main roster, whatever they're planning on doing with him. If it's going to be soon, I think the only guy that should be the next champion is Walter. That's what I thought to myself. The only guy who should be the next champion is Walter, is what I said. So um, I thought it was really cool. Um, both the promos were great. Uh, and and Walter versus, uh, versus Roderick Strong was predictably the shit. It was amazing. Um, Roderick Strong is the best hand they've got. Yes. And and his career has absolutely peaked in NXT. He's mm-hmm. not going to taste gold again. And he's the best worker they've got against anybody. Like, he hit a superplex on fucking Walter that'll make your teeth rattle sitting on your couch. He's ha- got just great matches in in losses, mind you, against Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, and Walter. And he's made each of them look so much better in our eyes than they were before the matches. Even Walter, because I still had questions about how he was going to be portrayed in NXT proper, not on, on in NXT UK. I was wondering how they were going to show him. I thought that he made all three of those guys look golden. Um, and I, I, I think that's very important. You know, if, if that there's, there is a, a place for a guy like that in NXT 2.0. And it's too bad because he also deserves to be at a higher place than that. But I think this is where he is now, unfortunately. And that's kind of a thing we got to come to terms with. But the match, um, God, I it- loved it. It was so great. It was what I wanted out of Walter and Riddle that I didn't get. I got everything else that I wanted here. I don't know what the deal with that match was. Some people just don't have in-ring chemistry. These two sure as hell did. Walter was back to laying his shit in way more. Maybe he just felt more comfortable doing that with Roddy than Riddle. Um, The promo before it, God, Malcolm Bivens is really good at this. Man, him saying that the mat isn't sacred is such a simple and perfect thing on so many levels. He said, yeah. it's not sacred. It's there to generate revenue, basically, which mm-hmm. is A, what a heel should do. Yep. B, makes sense. And C, somehow he continues to make sense of the completely chaotic world that we're living in. Because it might be sacred to Imperium, but it sure as hell isn't in NXT 2.0. Right. I loved what a simple way to communicate that. Like, it, it was so perfect. He just has these little ways of like, let me just clarify everything in one sentence for you. Um, And he said he wanted that apartment in the sky, which who doesn't, right? So I I just thought it was fantastic and something that nobody else has said yet. And it's such like a stodgy, stupid, like the mad sacred thing. Like it's kind of like, it feels ring of honory of like honor is real. It's in that vein. So for him to come out and just be like not in this arena pal yeah. i i loved that 
And this match was fantastic. Yeah. Roddy Strong, I feel like, is so... Now it's apparent because of the ecosystem that we're in. I feel like an NXT Black and Gold 1.5, whatever you want to call it, he was probably a little underappreciated just because of the caliber of everything else we were seeing here. The problem with tonight's show was that everything that I liked about it was from an earlier era. <laughs> like pretty much everything that I liked about it. And this had both halves of that, right? This had Walter and Roddy in it. So, um, but Diamond Mind is just, all of them fought tonight and they all looked great and they mm -hmm. all are believable in the roles that they're in. Yeah. The match was fantastic. The superplex that you mentioned was out of control. Now, my, I think my favorite spot, spot was Roddy hit Walter with a chop that you yes. could hear from space. Yeah. And it barely phased him because he came right back with a chop of his own that murdered Roderick Strong where he stood. And I thought like that was such a cool moment of like Roddy giving it as hard as he could, which was really hard. And anyone else, it would have put them down for the count. Yep. But it's Walter. So I love that. I, Eddie, I Eddie will no sell the the smaller guy chop too. There are times where I like a no sell like that. Walter yeah. and Eddie Kingston are two guys that could get away with that in my opinion, because yeah. look at them. You yeah. should think that that doesn't really affect them. That, yeah. that spot was awesome. Such okay. good storytelling, such so, good storytelling. Now I have a question for you, my friend. Yes. Does Walter dethrone Roman? No. Okay. Does he, is he going to be in the rumble? maybe okay yeah i mean maybe they have more men on the main roster so they don't have to come looking for nxt guys so maybe depends on what vince is if vince likes what he's seeing right now like yeah you know like i i have no no uh no problem saying that vince is going to make the decision who like the last five guys are in the rumble like, that day that day or the day before he you just know? in Rumble, I think, like some big guy clear the ringer types, but Maybe. I feel like, and they're, that's the they're, only thing Omos can do. Omos so is going to come down when there's 12 guys in the ring and eliminate it all, all in a row. Yeah. Because that's all he can do. That's all he can do. Um, so um, the match was won uh, by uh, a giant power bomb. Uh, so good. Was really great. Got the victory. And then they were going to announce that the winner of this match is Walter. Walter takes the mic, says, no, the winner of this match is uh, Gunther. And then we got um, the Creed brothers coming in and saving him from a beatdown by Imperium and Walter. There was like a three-on-three -three standoff. So maybe we're going to get Creed brothers eventually oh, yeah. winning that half of the bracket versus versus Imperium. Maybe Diamond Mine is basically turning babyface in front of our eyes. We just don't realize it. Because I'd love to see Creed Brothers versus the Imperium. I think that'd be great. Um, so that's good. And they're very likable. Like that's, that's good. That's but you'll notice I breezed past Walter saying the winner of this match is Gunther. Now his name is Walter. It's not like he's changing his name to like I don't know um, the, the the German tank. Well, I actually probably don't say that either. But like I think it's like he's giving himself a nickname. He's just changing his first name now you notice they didn't give him a last name now here's where i say that i have been given a directive to read all these super chats without saying a certain word which you will undoubtedly realize which word i am saying because 
it's controversial. It might demonetize us or whatever. Okay. So I'm going to replace that with another thing for it. So Gunther Stark was supposed to be his nickname. They trademarked it. But if you Google it, it's right there. Just Google Gunther Stark. It's right there at the top. He's a very famous U-boat captain for the German army in World War II. Or Navy, I suppose I should say. So that's what I'll say. Now, a lot of super chats about this, as you might uh, expect. And while we're reading these, we'll do a last call for mm -hmm. any and all super chats, humper chats. Mm -hmm. Get them in now. Right. Be tasteful. WWE was distasteful yeah, sure. enough. I'll reiterate. Uh, Mark Losper says WWE likes a lot of unnecessary stuff, like unnecessary clotheslines. Unnecessary clotheslines, unnecessary rematches, unnecessary name changes. Same, they don't like a lot of necessary stuff, like Googling prospective names. Yeah. Shotkid29 says that main event, huh, Gunther? Why? <laughs> no! <laughs> I mean, even if there wasn't the other thing attached to it, the idea that Vince would think that there was an upgrade from WALTER, in all caps, to Gunther. Because I think of the barista on Friends who was obsessed yeah. with Rachel before yeah. I even thought of Nazis. Probably not good. Sean Blanford says, this should be a night of celebrating the fact that Tony D and Cameron Grimes will be doing the graps next week. Instead, WWE pulls a 400-level screw-up by taking one of the greatest wrestlers of a generation and changing his name to that of a famous German U-boat captain. Mark Losper says, the reason I subbed the Fightful F4W and everyone else and listen to WWE reviews without watching it is that I hope things will eventually be better. Instead, I have to deal with this as if we don't deal with it enough. Mr. This is Sh like the weirdest version of the show match game in the world. Remember that? Yeah. Where they'd be like blank. Mm -hmm. <sighs> <clears throat> uh, Mark, uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Showtime says, uh, why does WWE hate good things? Gunther, really? Yeah, there are a lot of other German-sounding names that you could give Walter. Or you could just have him be named Walter. But that's his thing. And they want to they want to trademark it so they get all the money from it. Here's the deal. If you think for a second that by the time you release him, sometime middle of next year, um, that he won't still be known well more, well much more than as Walter, than whatever it is you're actually going to give him as your nickname in WWE. He's still going to know what that is. So the only time I've seen that work where they just changed someone's name and it worked like kind of well was when they had Paul Heyman do it for Curtis Axel because he just acknowledged mm -hmm. like... We're giving him a new name because he's a new guy now. Like, this yeah. is not the dude you knew. He's not the, Michael McGillicuddy. Yeah. He's not Mike McGillicuddy. And he, it was so much better just to come out and say, like, he's reinvented himself. And so he's going by this name now because he's not even close to that guy. And and it was Heyman. So he did it beautifully. Yeah. But it's the only time I've ever seen that work. Christopher Hart says, do you think Vince wanted to call Ali Gunther? No, there's probably a different name that he wanted to call him. Um, uh, uh, Luis says you could have just called him Muller. Everyone would have thought of the Bayern footballer, but no. Um, Mark Losper says, as you know, I don't watch this crap, so I just read what happened to Walter. Wow. They um, should have named him Rusev. 
Very good. They still own the trademark for that. Exactly. Um, just, just have them come out with a little goatee, and like nobody will remember. Um, uh, C sent in a super chat saying, first, Gunther, the U-boat captain, now the agent stereotyping. Lord, how does WWE get away with it in 2022? Because nobody's going to stop. They're them. not. Though. Um, well, and, and they're kind of not. They're losing fans constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Um, but they don't care because they've already got Peacock's money and Fox's money and USA That's Network's it. money. That's the it. Nerd Guru says, the booking on this clown show breaks my brain. KLR losing and Gunther? Excuse me while I throw up. Walter, leave while you can. Also, here's some other terrible booking. They had... Um, um, Oh, I, I forgot to mention this. We did. We talked. We talked about the, the the thing, the actual match. Legado del Fantasma facing Malik Blade and Edris and Ofe. Oh my God! Yeah, we didn't even mention this. They're gonna ends win. when Braun Breaker comes out and it's in and it, like Santos is trying to distract the referee. Referee looks terrible by all of this, and then of uh, Braun Breaker grabs him, like yanks his feet off, so that um, apparently. Uh, Santos's head smacks the, the apron on the way down, and then he just leaves with him. He just kidnaps the man, walks away with him, which distracts Legato enough that they get they lose to a distraction roll-up to Malik Blade and Idris and Ofe. And that's oh bad God. enough. That's bad enough. However, later in the night, Edris and Ofe and Malik Blade are backstage celebrating like they won the Olympic gold. And it was like, like, oh, that's right. I told you we were going to do it. We're going all the way. You only got in the tournament because you got your ass kicked so hard the referee had to call the match. And in your first round match, the only reason you won was because the team you were facing looked so stupid because they got distracted. Like, have you guys need to win one match, just one, like by an actual match victory no, before you gonna, start coming out no. there and 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 look because it makes you that makes them look like giant losers. Yeah. They're celebrating having won in this matter, and I know that they're not. I think they're. I think they're probably very good athletes, but you no, make them I think look Malik really Blade, terrible. I think Malik Blade is actually really something special, but they, they think this is them having sneaky wins where they just actually look pathetic. And oh. on top of that, like that's not going to work when you get to like grizzled young vets, Creed brothers. Like that is not going to work at all. No. So the main event they're was not the... they're not beating MSK when they face MSK in the second. Oh, that's it's right. Not. So well, I, mean, I I I just don't think so. Never say never. But I just realized it was mm. the main event the only match that didn't have someone come out and distract. Probably, yeah. Because the first two did, and then yeah. this did, and then Mandy. So yeah, the mm. main event was the only match that didn't have somebody come out from the back and distract. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it here. Tremaine Perriman says, I'm probably late and I'm usually not negative, but there is only one reason the Gunther name exists. Hashtag monetization. Um, yeah, so Walter doesn't get any money from it. They do whenever they yeah. sell merch. Who's going to buy merch that says Gunther on it? You don't have to call him Gunther and you yeah. don't have to call Steiner yeah. Braun Breaker. Yeah. Mark Losper says, legitimately, I thought that Microsoft buying Activision would be the weirdest news I've read today. <laughs> But the sports <laughs> entertainment company um, naming a wrestler after a famous German U-boat captain blows that the hell out of the water. Pun intended. WTF is going on. Jonathan Hedman says, this show has everything. Shy cowboys, a sleeping Asian girl, pseudo-censored, pseudo-U-boat captains. 
that girl that blinks when she's in danger, and look over there, that's an 80s teen comedy villain with a restraining order. Yeah. That was a Stefan promo. It was. I only realized <laughs> it about three This show of has everything. Yes. Shy cowboys, a sleeping Asian girl, pseudo UFO captains, <laughs> that girl who blinks when she's in danger, and look over there, an 80s teen... Louise deleted it. I did. You deleted it. it and I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm so I'm so done with all of this thing. I'm sorry I didn't mean to do that to you in the middle of you reading it, but I I am so I'm so angry at this company. Well, I have access to the super chats too, so you know what they say about payback, Alex. Yeah, it's a batch. So maybe I'll just delete one of your super chats when you're. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. <laughs> Mark Losper says that WWE are trying to get random people interested in their product, naming a character after an easily Googleable World War II bad guy. Got me to link to an an article on it to every normal person I know. So that's something. Yeah, this is something that's going to like become a story in in places that don't normally cover wrestling. Correct. You know, and 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 it's not going to make anybody look good. No. Um, this isn't like one of those like. Well, all news is good news. This no. is not one of those. This no. makes you look so stupid for not Googling before you trademark. No. Like they did with the submission sorority, a porn company who then sent them a fruit basket, which is yeah. the funniest shit in the world. Uh, Austin Pender says Gunther. L-M-F-A-O. That's um, it. No. Yeah. Mark Losper says, honestly, who thought that prompting one of the nicest guys in the business in Mustafa Ali... To, to leave would be the second most abhorrent thing this effing company would do this week. At what point do we, does the community genuinely start ignoring them? I mean, when Sean stops paying me, I guess. I'm wondering if this is going to be a network show in a couple of be. days. It must be. Um, Nico, Nico Rigoli says, uh, Walter is to chops in pro wrestling. What Edson Barboza Jr. is to kicks in MMA, lethal and deadly. Kind of like what the name Gunther will be to Walter's career, lethal and deadly. Um, Power Graps is greater than 2.0. Thank it you. Is. It is. It is. Uh, Jamencito Gomez says, such a good main event. Then Gunther came along. What's next? Get ready for Omos winning the Rumble. Hey, get ready for something worse. Get ready for Austin Theory winning the Rumble. That's my pick. As of right now, my pick for winning the Rumble is Austin. Don't do the Joel thing. Don't you do the Joel thing. Joel, one of our wonderful moderators who speaks terrible ideas into existence. Yep. Yep. Ricardo Elito says, this is very true. Remember when we all wondered what VKM, what Vincent would do if he was in charge of NXT? Now we know. And to quote Hangman, shoot me now. ShotKid29 says, I only watched the Great Men event, and somehow they still managed to ruin the show. It's almost impressive in a depressing way. R.I.P. Walter. Their nerd guru says, I said a couple weeks ago, I feared Walter going to Raw and getting swashed by Omos. They topped that by instead naming him after He's... an easily Googleable German U-boat captain in World War II. I, uh... I think easily Google Googleable is going to trend, and that makes me so happy. <laughs> Walter, yes. Walter squashed himself. Gunther squashed. 
Walter screwed Walter. Like oh, Brett screwed Brett. No, don't Just kidding. Vincent screwed Brett. Love me some Sova said R.I.P. Walter. J Blood says, um, well, hold on. Uh, uh, J Blood says, on the bright side, no one bled. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't like horrible to watch. If the if the ladies make themselves bleed, well then people are gonna people aren't gonna watch anymore. Fucking pop for that. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and whoever said that the Ali stuff was the second worst thing, I don't even know if it's the second worst thing. It might be like the fifth. You had Saray. Oh, like there's boy. so many terrible things that happened this week. Um Mark Losper says, Kate. Strap your PR brain on. How do you get out of this? You run, you run so far. You run so far away if you're their PR team. No, uh, you just, there's no way around this. You have to come out and say, look, we didn't do the proper research before we uh, gave the full name and trademarked it. So now we are going to name him. They'll probably name him like Uther Smith or something. He'll be Irish too. Smith. Beautiful. There you go. Although, let's Google that because I'm sure there are a lot of people. Yeah, you gotta like. There's a. There, that's a very. Book. That is a certain group of people with a certain sounding kind of name that you should probably Google before you do anything else. Because Correct. just just in case, um, Asian Joe sends two dollars and says, "I have no words. Here's my Vegas winnings instead." <laughs> um. Thank you, Asian Joe. Yeah. Luis says, if I was in that PR team, I would quit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Spencer Green says, here's some joy. I went to my first indie show this weekend. Also, Kate, I don't have any social media, but thanks for the idea. Um, Double down on that super chat and tell me what indie show you went to, please. I would love to know. Um, was so it now, Terminus? Yeah. Now, now, oh, uh, Sean Blanford says, when are the Tony D impression NFTs dropping? <gasps> There's... And NF NFT, NFT what are the freaking NFTs? What are they, no, no fucking time to do that shit. That's what I say. I got things to do. Um, I yeah. think he might want an untraceable currency for some reason, but <laughs> yes, there true. is actually but an it's NFT. also easily hackable currency. But it's also there is one that's called Gabagool. There's for real. Oh, nice. That's fantastic. Great. Um, all right. Here's the jukebox, people. Um, we need yeah, music now we need music to, to go out on um okay so here's the deal um do i have to sing anything this week uh, oh robert windsor says the top google result for gunther schmidt is a german mathematician okay okay that's good I could better see that. than better that's than what better we than have the now. other thing that's better, better than, than the other thing way yeah. better than u-boats math is better than u-boats yeah uh also, that no, uh, Nortrez says uh, went from Walter uh, pushing in the ring to 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 Gunther. How are you going to make one of the most legit men in the sport sound like a three star butler working for the Buckingham Palace? I mean, listen, it's bad enough that he's the the, the barista who 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 uh, pines after Rachel in Friends. Bad enough. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. We're gonna do uh, some some. Megadeth people, people like either hip hop for Regal or Megadeth for Tony D. Uh, this is from Ricardo El Idolo, who sent in two Megadeth songs for two different people to do. Okay, this is Sleepwalker by Megadeth, as read by Tony D. 
I should be calling collect jail for the things I committed each night in my head. Like last night in my sleep, I got to snuff you. But then I woke up again safe in my little bed. No one is safe when I close my eyes. I come to take your life. I get to force your untimely disappearance each night in my dreams when I'm fast asleep. I close my eyes and you just vanish soon as I lay down my head when I'm dead to the whole wide world. No one is safe when I close my eyes. I come to take your life. And then I wake up and it was all just a dream and everything is the same. Sleepwalker, did I give you concrete jewels and throw you off a bridge? Sleepwalker, when I lay my down asleep, pray your soul's mind to keep. I feel you near me. Go to sleep, sleepwalker. Just taking a stroll. Don't go to sleep. Eat some toothpicks for your eyes. You know who goes to sleep is the people that fight that CM Punk. Oh, that's true. They make and them go to sleep. Kenta, who does it yeah. better, admittedly. All right. Uh, Ricardo Lidolo doing uh, another Megadeth, but this time it's angry again. And now it's supposed to be Linda. So here we go. <laughs> the more of you that I that I inspect, the more of me I see reflect. The more I try to read your lips, the more you the mask you're wearing rips. But when I seek out your voice, my ears are overcome with noise. You you show and tell with greatest ease, raving impossibilities. Engaged in crime, I grasp my throat enraged. My mind starts to smoke. Enforce a mental overload, angry again, angry again, angry. And when the story takes a twist, it folds like a contortionist. Oh my god, we went to see one of those. That like, oh like a pretzel. Like Did a pretzel, she was. Like the Cirque du Soleil. It was it was like a knockoff of the Cirque du Soleil. It was like a Cirque de I it was a different French Cirque de Baguette, I think. It was a different kind of French Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But that was a little Japanese schoolgirl thing that came through the town. It was not very good at all. What? What happened? The sleight of hand and, and uh, quick, whatever. I, I lost it. There we go. I'm, I'm sorry. A quicker change the old, my eyes anymore. In cage and crime, I grasp, I've heard it already. The bridge, the pity of the sinew and what, whatever. Like it's Megadeth. You get it. You've heard one song, you've heard them all. Um, you know, this isn't a super chat, but. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That wasn't the one I meant to click. Somebody said Gunther Google Gabagool or something like that. Uh, Nigley, the Biznoff says, started a change.org petition hoping Walter return, give him a return for his, give his a change.org petition for Walter to get his name back. Says, yes, we'll, we'll see if that works. And Spencer Green says, I went to an East Bay pro wrestling show. It was fun. Very cool, yeah. Support your local indie promotions now more than ever. Yeah. Uh, Mark Losper sends in a jukebox super chat. Um, Humper chat. He wants uh, Walter to say um, <clears throat> as Gunther. Rachel, I've been in love with you for nine excellent seasons and one passable one. Would you please be my bride? Rachel, I love you so much. Can I refill your macchiato? Nine wonderful seasons in one passable. Uh, okay, and the Regal rap. I, f I have a feeling none of this would have happened if, if Regal was still around. But he's still here in spirit, and he's doing his Regal rap, which, of course, tonight is Jump by Criss Cross. The legendary 
crisscross. Here we go. <clears throat> you should know, you should know that uh, crisscross is not having anything today. As we stand there totally crossed out, we commence to make you jump, jump. The Mac Dad will make you jump, jump. The Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. And crisscross will also make you jump, jump. Don't try to compare us, yeah, to another little bad fad. I'm the Mac and I'm bad. Give you something that you never, never had. I'll make you bump, hump, wiggle and shake your rump. Because uh, I'll be kicking the flavor that makes you want to jump. How high? Real high, because I'm just so fly. A young, lovable, huggable type of guy. And everything is to the back with a little slack. Because inside out, it's wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. Whack. I come stomping with something, pumping to keep you jumping. Our bin B rap is bullcrap, is what I'm dumping. <clears throat> Ain't nothing soft about crisscross. We all that. So when they ask, do they rock? Say, believe that. Jump, jump. The Mac Dad will make you jump, jump. The Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. Crisscross will make you jump, jump as well. Uh huh, uh huh, jump, jump. The Mac Dad will also make you jump, jump. And as well, the Daddy Mac will also make you jump. M lots of jumping. War games! <laughs> uh, ECW Hardcore 07 says, Walter Imperium might <laughs> be turned into the Truth Commission 2.0. Yep. Yep, that's it. When we started the show, I knew that it was gonna, like, the show was gonna be bad. Yeah. It is taking me places I never knew we were going to go, Alex. No. Never. And I don't just mean costumes and stuff. I mean, no. I did not think we would be talking about this tonight. No, no, of course not. Um, uh, RH says, last super chat, guys. Walter could have been Walter Von Wagner. <gasps> it's true. Could be, could be his, could be his long lost uncle from the That's old country. Fucking brilliant. And what did they do to Saray? She's a straight up badass, but now she's saved by the bell. Well, it's all right. Cause she's saved by the bell. Um, it's all right, cause I'm saved by the. <laughs> it's not all right. It's not all right. It's never all right. Kate. Uh, um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Kate, we have plenty of time now, so tell them where they can find you and other things about you. Plug your stuff. Sure. You can. Do that. <laughs> you can find me at Kate on Tech. I see on the Twitter machine, which I'm sure will be a normal and calm place after today's episode. You can also catch me on Fridays with Sean Ross Staff doing the AW Rampage and SmackDown post show as well as Wednesdays on the Mark Order podcast, where I will be tomorrow talking all things all elite. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Uh, do the Sourgraps show on Fightful Select. Uh, talking about Raw and SmackDown, which are somehow still worse than this. At least this and still at least this has Roderick Strong versus Walter on it, which until the thing that happened after the match will be far by far the best match in WWE week. this week. Um, maybe of the year. Maybe of the year. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, tomorrow night I'll be on the AEW show talking about uh, the return of John Moxley. So that's going to be a, a lot of fun. Um, and then you know, Kate and I will probably do a post show for the Rumble whenever that happens. Kill it! You have to kill the stream. Bye. <laughs>